gentleman who knows much more about what's happening uh, in uh, Zimbabwe and in particular in Harare uh, than uh, many of us do here is uh, Persistence Guanyanya. He's an independent economist and a former banker and he joins me now on the line. Persistence, good evening to you, my brother, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good evening. Thank you for having me on the program. Persistence, I was saying to uh, some of our listeners that the last time you and I spoke was uh, when uh, the uh, Zimbabwean dollar was being reintroduced. And uh, certainly a, m- a lot has happened since. And uh, I'd be interested if you could maybe, as a starting point, paint some of the context that has happened uh, since you and I last spoke, since the uh, reintroduction of the Zimbabwean dollar. And uh, I guess from an economic perspective, what has uh, then uh, unfolded in Zimbabwe? And uh, it's quite clear that uh, the kind of socioeconomic crisis uh, finding root there has uh, also manifested itself in uh, all manner of public unrest and uh, public disobedience. As I have said before, the reintroduction of the Zimbabwean dollar was necessary. It was necessary. It was the thing the government, the country needed to do. You could not uh, continue under the multiple current system forever. It did its own party, and we needed to move forward through the introduction of our own currency. So the journey to introduce our own currency started in earnest, I think, in October last year. So with fiscal consolidation. By fiscal consolidation, I mean with uh, 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 rebalancing of the government expenditures and revenue. The balance between the government expenditure and revenue. Our, Our country, our government has been spending more than it was generating over time. This is the genesis of our problem that caused current instability. Mm. So, so we needed to correct that position through uh, austerity measures, through uh, revenue-enhancing measures. So going into the first half of the year, we saw uh, that tightening of the fiscal position uh, coming as a result of austerity measures, also presenting a measure of challenges, difficulties to the ordinary person on the street. For austerity measures, by their nature, uh, austerity is a euphemism for pain. So we experienced a measure of pain in the first half of the year, but it was mainly to do to set the platform for current, current reform. Now, as we have just said, in June 20, on the 24th of June uh, this year, we saw uh, uh, a current reform uh, by way of reintroduction of our own currency, the Zimbabwean dollar, mm. after the RTGS dollar was declared an official currency in the basket of currencies uh, uh, on the 22nd of February the same year. So after the introduction of the Zimbabwean dollar, what have we seen? We have seen rapid depreciation of the RTGS dollar, of the RTGS dollar or of the Zim dollar, uh, ostensibly as it was now reflecting, reflective of the real actual value of the currency, mm. which was previously suppressed. Uh, so that is what we have seen. From an exchange rate of, say, one is to three, 3.5, thereabouts. The currency depreciated up to date 
it is uh, uh, trading at uh, around in the official market, uh, interbank market, at around one is to nine. So we have lost value. It has decimated three times or even four times. That is our RTGS dollar. So there has been a significant loss of value in the economy. So what does that mean? It means that the farmers who sold their crop at the beginning of the year or before the depreciation of the currency are having to contend with a situation where they, they would have to fork out more in respect of getting back to the field. We are, we are faced with a situation where value savings have been significantly uh, depreciated, eroded by the current depreciation. And this is a current reform. It is uh, typical of a current reform. It, uh, you lose value in a current reform. Mm. So these are the challenges that the ordinary person in Zimbabwe is currently facing. And which challenges have also reflected the rise in official inflation to around 176% uh, in the first half of the year, that is by 30 June uh, uh, this year. So we have seen inflation hitting those levels, and uh, there are still many who think inflation is actually way above that level. Mm. And uh, I, I describe that uh, period or the pain that we're carrying or the transition that we're going through is simply uh, the burden of the past. We're trying to, add, to, to correct a situation that went bad for the last, in the last decade or two decades or so. So we've got a lot of things. We've got a lot of burden from the past that we need to correct. But what is important is that as a country, we have made a bold decision to start to uh, uh, come up with a permanent solution to our challenges. And the permanent solution is, uh, I don't want to lie to you, very painful at the moment. You can't do current, current reforms. You can't do this monetary sector reforms without a measure of external support. All countries that successfully reform on the current front with mm. a measure of external support. But in the case of Zimbabwe, we don't have that mm. measure. So, 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 so persistence, is, just, just a quick one there. I mean, do, do you share the sentiment uh, expressed by uh, finance minister there, Professor Mtuling Mube, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, this pain uh, will uh, be endured by the Zimbabwean people for four more months and uh, beyond that, uh, there will certainly be uh, some signs of a recovery, and uh, I should venture to say signs of a sustained recovery. So, I, 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 I personally identify with those sentiments, because if you read from the supplementary budget, which is a budget of $10.85 billion, which is actually higher than the initial budget of $8.2 billion, it simply shows you that we still need to expand more than we budgeted before, simply because we are now we, we have now undertaken the monetary reforms. These expenditures are expenditures that we are unnecessary, they are unavoidable, but would need to be borne by the ordinary person in the street. Like I have said, if it was a normal economy with relationships that are good with the external world, we would have seen 
some measure of support from the external world. Mm. But this did not happen to Zimbabwe. It is very difficult, extremely difficult, for a country to institute monetary reforms, currency reforms, with successively without a measure of support. And we are doing it uh, alone as a country. We have to ensure a measure of pain. It is very clear. It is we, The honest opinion is, as a country, we have to endure some measure of pain. So the fiscal consolidation I was talking about, that we successively did from the last quarter of 2018, I'm expecting that to continue into uh, until the end of the year, just like what Professor Mtulimuwe mm. is projecting, because he has already uh, he has already announced a supplementary budget, which indicates that there would be a measure of austerity. Austerity is still required, and as I said, austerity is the euphemism for pain. It means we're still going through a painful mm. process okay. until the end of the year. So that is the reality yeah. on the ground. Persistence, let's pause there for a second and also invite some of our listeners here to weigh in on our conversation. Uh, under the microscope this evening here on uh, Metro FM Talk, we're taking a look at uh, the uh, socio-economic challenges in uh, our neighboring country, Zimbabwe. And uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Persistence Guanyanya and uh, Persistence making the point that uh, any currency reform initiatives uh, are often associated with pain and any attempts at austerity or fiscal consolidation come with uh, much uh, necessary pain and uh, this pain I guess is felt a bit more due to uh, the uh, isolation and lack of external support for uh, this uh, Zimbabwean uh, reform and uh, I'd love to hear from you give us a ring on 089-110-3377 you might have a view you might have a perspective uh, we know uh, certainly uh, many people in the Zimbabwean diaspora here in South Africa. I'd love to hear some of your views. Uh, do give us a ring there and uh, let us know. Also checking out some of those tweets. Uh, so give us a ring there on 89 Now, per- Persistence, the other question I wanted to ask you, and I, and I guess you touch on it uh, uh, there, and, uh, and you say, uh, if indeed Zimbabwe did have the kind of external support that a nation that, has been, that hasn't been placed un- under sanctions uh, would have, uh, uh, this uh, sort of process of reform and the process of the pain associated with it uh, would unfold rather differently. And maybe, I, I guess it bears mentioning, please explain what it is uh, that you mean by that, and uh, more importantly, the impact of the sanctions, uh, I guess, in the timeline uh, of the recovery process here in Zimbabwe. So the impact of the sanction is that you are unable to access funding from mainly those institutions, international financial institutions, uh, to, to sort out your challenges. If you look at Zidera, it is very clear about uh, the position, their position in respect of supporting Zimbabwe, that everyone who is going to sit on the board uh, uh, of uh, the financial, uh, international financial institutions uh, that are trying to extend some measure of support to Zimbabwe. They, are, they have to vote against financial assistance to Zimbabwe. It is very clear, it is a law, that the Americans have got a very clear position in respect of sub- financial support to Zimbabwe. Mm. So if Americans have got that very clear position, it is very difficult to imagine any country, any ally, um, U.S. ally, or any other big country 
trying to uh, go against trying or trying to pick a fight, an unnecessary fight of Zimbabwe uh, with, with the U.S., with Washington, uh, simply because they want to support Zimbabwe. So that is the position of Zimbabwe in the international arena at the moment. Mm. It is very difficult to think of external support from the international world. Okay. At least from those countries that are related to America or have got some measure of relationship uh, with America. Mm. So we we need to be realistic in some of these things. External support at the moment is very difficult. We need to build our country. We need to have our own homegrown solution. Internal rebuilding of the economy Mm. is what we should seek realistically as a nation today. We have dilemma... We have Lima program, and it's now a couple of years before we have seen a significant movement on the Lima program. And we need to be realistic about that. Okay. Persistence, I'd like us to yes. pause there slightly. Uh, I need to quickly take an ad break. But uh, when I come back, I've got a, a few callers here from uh, Cape Town and uh, Durban who'd like to briefly engage with you. And then, of course, we'll talk about also some of the social ramifications of this uh, particular uh, economic fix Uh, that uh, the nation of Zimbabwe finds itself in and uh, maybe ask ourselves, uh, is there a way to navigate uh, the uh, nation out of this and what becomes the role of uh, regional players like the Southern African Development Community? Uh, I'm in conversation with uh, Persistence Kwanyanya as part of our Under the Microscope conversation and we're taking a look at uh, the uh, economic uh, environment, uh, socio-economic environment in uh, the Republic of Zimbabwe. Nine minutes it is now before uh, 9 p.m. You tuned into Metro FM Talk and uh, under the microscope this evening here, we are talking about the uh, socioeconomic environment uh, in uh, the uh, nation of uh, Zimbabwe. Let's uh, take some of your calls here uh, before I come back to uh, persistence. And uh, Derek, you are in Cape Town. Good evening to you. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, uh, Derek. How are you? Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, listen, then, I'm listening with interest. And, um, well, the gentleman is making a point, but uh, I, for one, I, I, I do flow in the, 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 the development in my own nation, and mm. it is with great sadness, though, that uh, even though uh, the, the Minister of Finance is trying to bring in uh, financial policies to benefit, which are uh, 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 quite beneficial if you look at them. But the sadness part now comes in the issue where the politics then goes and then hinder the development. Because now, if, if you look in, in any country and uh, where, where you put your politics ahead of everything else, you will never be able to grow the economy. Yes, we might come in and blame the international community. We might cry about this and that. We might cry about sanctions. But the, the, the fact of the matter is simple. Don't put politics ahead of the uh, uh, economics of any uh, okay. developmental project, be it nation or, sure. or, or, or society, any society okay. per se. Look at South Africa, for example. The moment they, 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 they advance their political issues and, and ahead of the economic issues, things started to fall out of Mm. to say, okay, guys, let's put the politics aside and 
focus on the economic population okay. that will benefit everyone right. else. Derek, point well made there, and uh, I guess uh, I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, I certainly uh, accept the point there. Joseph, uh, you are in Durban, Eteguini. Good evening to you. Joseph? Joseph? Yeah, good evening. How are you? I'm well, Joseph. Please go ahead. Yeah, you see, I, I hear this guy next to you. He's, 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 he's giving a point, but the problem of the Zimbabwean government is the, the laws of the government are not conducive for investors. Why? The politics, the ruling part, which is unappealed, they are monopolizing and sabotaging other 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 investors. Because mm. when they go on 51% uh, indigenization, last time they changed all investors. Also, this Zimbabwe is not the first time when they are going on sanctions. Before independence, Smith was under a sanctions from mm. Britain during, and America. Yeah, during the UDI, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, please go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I was saying during the unilateral declaration of independence, yeah. Exactly, mm. but they ex- succeeded and the Zimbabwean dollar was so powerful. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. You understand? No, I understand. So it's you, not Joseph. only about the corruption, it's not only about the sanctions, it's sure. about the corruption which is in the government. Okay. And the, and the government now is not people elected. They read the election, that's the root of this whole thing. People are not supporting all their... Uh, they are in uh, reforms and whatever because they are not elected by the people. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Joseph, yeah. for that uh, call. Unfortunately, we'll have to uh, leave it there and uh, have to give an opportunity there to Persistence uh, to respond to some of those calls. And maybe Persistence, as you respond uh, to some of the callers there, both uh, Derek and uh, Joseph from uh, Cape Town and uh, Durban, respectively, I mean, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, certainly, what, what you make about uh, the uh, social response of many of the people who have hit uh, the streets uh, uh, in response to, I guess, uh, the crisis that they continue to see, uh, be it in the retail stores, in their homes, and even in their own communities, and uh, the state's response to that? The, the social response, I, I think it is clear from, from one to see, especially uh, the demonstrations that happened uh, very recently in Harare. Uh, like I said, austerity and the current economic situation of the country is very difficult for an ordinary person to uh, make a living in Zimbabwe today. So they naturally would tend to react uh, against the measures of the economy mm. today. So, But the most important thing is to get your people to rally behind your efforts by communicating what you are trying to achieve, where you're coming from, and where you're going. But obviously, it's a two-way street. People also need to see you carrying some measure of pain. They don't want to be the only ones that carry disproportionate level of pain and uh, during austerity. Mm. So it is very, very important that governments approach uh, this time, be well guided by the realities on the ground, be well guided by the imperatives, the real imperatives uh, that affect the day-to-day life of the people. So we need to be very, 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 very critical 
about uh, how we approach uh, this period, our approach to this period of austerity. So this this naturally brings to light the issue of fighting the nefarious activities such as corruption that have continued to leak uh, the revenue uh, that uh, we are trying also to raise through austerity measures and revenue enhancing measures. It does not reflect well when the people ask to austere, but next door they see corruption happening. They see the level of corruption reaching unpleasant levels. We should also see a measure of government uh, or a measure of trying to deal decisively with the issue of corruption. But we have now started to see some movement in that regard. But it is also, it is very important for people to see something happening on part of the government. They, we don't want it to uh, look like austerity is, uh, as they say, is normally uh, a situation where the poor pays for the sins mm. of the rich. We don't want that to happen. Yeah. So government should actually know that. It should know that people expect government more than any other person to austere. Because if they trace back to the challenges we're facing, we're trying to address, then we, will, we would see the government being on the center of the challenges we are facing as an economy. Mm. So we are all trying to, in our, in our numbers, we are all trying to rebuild that which the government yeah. uh, uh, destroyed in the first place. Okay. Persistence, so, just briefly, just briefly, unfortunately we have run out of time and I want to squeeze in this question. You spoke earlier on about uh, the forms of external assistance that uh, I guess would uh, aid Zimbabwe's reform process and I'm quite interested in what role you see there for the Southern African development community. We heard uh, the uh, chairman of uh, SADC, Tanzanian President John Magufuli, calling out to the U.S. and the EU to uh, immediately lift the sanctions. But uh, aside from that action happening, which, of course, we might not have power over, uh, what can the SADC region do, uh, nations like South Africa, uh, you know, uh, Tanzania, uh, Botswana, the DRC, and many others? So the, the countries, obviously, we need them. They are a geographical reality. We need them. Uh, we need their support. But more importantly, as Zimbabwe, we have to do something that these countries would identify with us as having progressed well, so they jump into our progress. I, at the moment in Zimbabwe, I am, I, I, I am more convinced about the need for us as Zimbabweans to do something about our country. This is a very rich nation. Mm. This is a nation that has got potential. Let us do something about our our country and also sort out not only the economic question and the political question is is quite important. So there is a, a caller who asked the question about the political situation and its influence mm. into on the economy. It's real that the political situation has got a significant bearing on the economic progress. And we should deal with those things as an economy. I think what we need as a, as a country today is to break away from the past, mm. both politically and economically, okay. and start on a new journey. 
persistence. We'll have to leave it there, my brother. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. Always a pleasure uh, catching up with you. And I certainly hope we can catch up again as uh, the uh, reform process uh, uh, fully unfolds uh, in the nation of Zimbabwe. And uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights uh, with us this evening. Persistence Guanyanya, a uh, former investment banker and independent economist uh, in uh, Zimbabwe, speaking to us this evening here on the Metro FM Talk under the microscope. And that's where we're going to have to leave it, folks. One minute it is, or two minutes now. Uh, two minutes it is after 9 p.m. That's uh, a wrap from us. i leave you with uh, the man with the music uh, on 9 to midnight. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Aska Kribi, Ukwe Ibanga, Lee Economy.